Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, or Taku, as you might know me on Twitter, the executive producer here, and I just want to thank you for watching. It really means a lot to us that people watch, listen to, and enjoy our shows. If you want to help us keep making these shows as fun and lively as they can be, please join your fellow fans in supporting us at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms, or by subscribing to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms. It really means a lot to us that the amount of you who do support us continue to do so, especially our $25 plus tier supporters on Patreon. Antitonic, Catwater Flame, Samantha Bates, Maureen Monty, and Gravity Alexander. Every little bit helps, so thank you to all of our patrons and subs. Check us out on Twitter at Final Show Films and on our website at www.finalshowfilms.com for updates, go live notifications, and more. We love interacting with you, so feel free to tweet at us or email us at finalshowfilms at gmail.com. That being said, please relax and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ebron Heirs of Destiny, the wrap-up. Um, I know I said the last episode was the last one, but there was this that we actually want, kind of wanted to do, and the, uh, I, I credit uh, uh, Auntie for this, uh, because this is something that they had suggested um, a while back. I don't remember what episode it was. Uh, what episode it was at? Because we've had a lot of weeks we've missed in between. It's been the end of the year, then beginning of year stuff. Um, but so what we want to do? This has been a fairly long campaign, and there's been a lot that's gone on. There's been a lot of lot of uh, uh, big stuff that's happened. There's been some character changes. There's been a lot of things that could have happened that didn't. Etc. 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 And I thought it'd be kind of interesting to 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 talk about this kind of stuff and things that could have been or 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 things that we. Uh, what were you thinking when this particular moment happened? That sort of thing. Um. So let's. Uh, I did manage to get a couple of questions from from. Uh, from Cat Waterflame, uh, and we will start with those of them that. Um, and the first one actually is going to be for Auntie. And the question, and I'm just going to read exactly how it was put. What really? What was really up with Tenari and the masks? So in Aranol culture, as far as I've been able to find, um they use masks as sort of uh, like an emotional representation mm-hmm. type of thing. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy. No, you're absolutely right. Um, a lot of the time it, t- it tends to take more of a morbid standpoint because it's, it, it, it's, there's a particular portion of the culture who use that specifically. It's as sort of a death mask thing, but that is definitely something that is a part of the culture as a whole. Yes. So I I wanted the two to represent like how Tanari was currently conflicted and feeling and one that would eventually be how she would feel. Mm -hmm. The fact, the fact that like the, 
the negative one was full elven and the positive one was half elven is a delightful surprise considering at that point uh, the Tanari Edwin relationship was undergoing. Mm-hmm. So having that be her hope for the future, so to speak, just, it just added that extra layer of spice, basically. And that was just a coincidental thing, wasn't it? Uh, was I mean, specifically looking. I I, I, I again, it's been a while. I, I wanted I wanted one for like one for distress and one for peace, and that was all the instruction I gave. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, you, you picked the race. Look- oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, go ahead. Specifically, I believe you found them from some informant person in uh, Charn. Yep. And mm. wanted things that skewed more elven than like orcish or something. Yep. And those were those were the ones that uh, that that character had. Um, fun story there. You know <laughs> that person. You know that particular spy person actually fairly well i mean that wasn't just zaz was it oh it was absolutely zaz (laughs) (laughs) it was 100 percent zaz okay so i i then have a question for you on the back of that shoot how how many people actually live in sean (laughs) (laughs) how many of them are just zaz I mean, no, Zaz is a decent number of people. And this, uh, this will actually transition to another question that Cat had, which was, what was the de- what is the deal with Zaz and the orphanage? So Zaz was a prominent part of the part of this this campaign, obviously, a benefactor for a large part of the, or for a large percentage of the early PCs, um, and sort of the the proprietor of the home, um. Zaz, so this sort of fits into how I how I run games is that I don't do a this is how the entirety of the campaign is going to be and it's going to hit this story point and this story point and this story point and I have a beginning and a very general end and I sort of throw stuff in in the middle and a lot of the early stuff is. I'm just throwing interesting stuff in and seeing, and later if it mixes in, great. If not, because I tend to run campaigns so long, it's just stuff that didn't end up being being relevant. Uh, Zaz, Zaz's motivations changed several times over the over the particularly the the early course of the campaign, um, but. They had a very vested interest in in the party for a variety of reasons, mostly actually benevolent. Mostly, it was, "Hey, these are my these are the, these are people that I that 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 I reared, and they're the most interesting of people that I've reared. And <laughs> one of them is." you know a servant of 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 the, the, the my faith so so i have a vested interest in seeing and then in, when zaz found out that does knew a little bit more than 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 was initially obvious but 
started to really learn the depths of, of the conspiracy that was the, the prophecy and all that stuff that was around became much more interested for different reasons. Um, so I would say, I feel like you got that particular person was the only person who was definitively Zad. But I always kept it very open of any random person that you meet could be if it later fits the story better. Um, that was always intended to be. As far as the orphanage goes, Zaz generally through the campaign seemed to be a fairly benevolent, decent person. Zaz is the operator of uh, of one of the four great criminal guilds in Sharn. And I don't believe the orphanage is actually a part of the book. No, the orphanage is something I created. It's something that you had created, because, yeah. Because I figured uh, I, I, I figured that, especially for someone of, of the ways as was described, an orphanage is a perfect resource for recruits. Because you raise mm-hmm. these children and they love you for raising them and they will do things for you like yep. crimes and oh look all of the orphans also did lots of crimes oh yep. fuck was that all of a twist the whole goddamn time yes. I mean there's a little bit of that I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I honestly so when I looked for for a character to sort of sort of model Zazon I didn't go with that that was a, that, that was there was definitely a clear okay I can see that there but I went for Varys from Game of Thrones uh, A Song of Ice and Fire etc he was very much you know not within the power structure like Varys is on this show but very much the person who knows everything and knows a lot of what they know because they have a bunch of little birds that fly around the city and and tell them all sorts of things. Um, so that was sort of where I modeled Zaz from. And Zaz actually is in the book. Zaz is a character taken out of uh, Sharn City of Tower. Um, and is, is referenced as the leader of... I don't even remember the name of the... Of the tyrants, the tyrants. Thank you. Yeah. Um, which is the tyrants are mostly a a a group of of changelings and doppelgangers who are are uh, espionage and information and things like that. And Zaz is specifically a cleric of the Traveler. Um, and when I saw that and I was looking at it. I believe it lists them as chaotic neutral, or I just thought that was the way to go. But I, yeah, I, I had this idea. And one of the things I love about Eberron is taking things that are inherently evil or inherently good and making them not that. And so I love the idea of a doppelganger who was very, yes, very morally flexible, but was going to be taken on more more of a benevolent role, but still did a lot of terrible things. Just I never referenced them, and you guys never really dealt with them. So yeah, that was that was sort of that was that was that was what Zaz was. It was 
certainly implied at a couple of points. Yes, absolutely. There were a couple of points where I think hints of what was going on came out. There was Edwin's Edwin's uh, uh, vision, where it implied that Zaz knew a lot more about Edwin than Zaz was telling. Um, there was very early on. I think most of them tied into Edwin because Edwin had the had the narrative wise strongest connection because of the similar. There was uh, the written into to to part of Edwin's backstory was Gath the 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 lich. Um, I, when 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 Edwin fell afoul of Gath. Mm-hmm. Gath essentially del- del- delivered Edwin to Zaz. And that was always left vague as to why that might be the case. Yeah. Um, Edwin definitely had a fair amount of reason, both by his own personality and just in general, to assume that Zaz was quite influential. Yep. And potentially yep. being a changeling had a little more insight there. There was a brief period of time where I was thinking about actually having Gaz or Zaz as as somebody who was aware of the prophecy parts and was trying to be the more benevolent side of what the Rikshathas were doing, of pushing you guys in the right directions here and there to bring about the more po- to to prevent such things from going to play. But that never went anywhere because for a lot of reasons. Um, so I actually have a question, and this is something that we joked about, we joked about out of character a lot. And there were some in in jokes that were made about it, but it was never established canon, yes or no. It was, I feel like it was established canon that nothing material nothing tangible ever came about it but intent and 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 feeling is another matter entirely and that is the 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 uh the Alex Kira quote unquote ship <laughs> yeah like i feel like and there could have been plenty that was going on when we weren't seeing the when we weren't seeing it. So maybe it was something that was actually actually legit. But I'm curious about whether anything from them whether there was any actual legitimate feeling like that from them acted on I, or not. I as I'd thought about it as uh, as an out of character. Like, oh, that's an interesting thing. I never played anything like that. If there was anything where I, uh, there was definitely things where, um, like people would point out that I had that Alex had done something that or said something that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just like innuendo or if you take it out of context, it seemed like that. I wasn't playing that. Okay, and um, I. I think I I think I had mentioned I think I had talked about this at least once, just in our post game things. I think Alex was po- is possibly is gay, but I never actually played. I never actually thought through that aspect of the character at all. Mm-hmm. It just sort of I, it just wasn't a thing that it was ever sort of on my mind. So I never considered how that was like. 
oh, I should re- I should be taking that into consideration. What is she thinking about romantically in, in right. these various situations, interactions with NPCs or other characters? It just, I am not, I, I, I am not the most experienced role player, and that just wasn't a thing that was uh, that I was considering in those situations. But it was definitely something that like I enjoyed people making jokes about and and happy to accidentally, <laughs> you know, entertain with. Okay, that. I'm curious. I'm curious what Kira. What um, yeah? Zagra so was I noticed. Was. I noticed there was something very particular. That had happened in the in the and you had mentioned it to me before when we were talking about you know sort of how how uh, Kira was going to behave in the final fight, mm. and I noticed particularly there was an offer that was made to Alex that was not made to the rest of the group, and I'm curious if this had anything to do with that. Okay, uh, so starting with I think the ori- originally the ship I I, I blame. I think I mostly blame Jeremy for uh, for ac- probably accidentally describing things such that it made it appear that yes. uh, Akira and Alex were bending nights together. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's where it came from. Yeah, but uh, I was in a similar position as uh, as Corvus was in that I can cons- uh, as a player I did consider it and I was open to the possibility. And later on when mm. I was thinking about whether what what like sexual orientation Kira might have it was more like Kira's sexual or, or orientation is more like Kira, uh, Kira is the devout follower of her patron uh, uh sexual orientation is secondary <laughs> that's fair Kira's sexual <laughs> no, that is absolutely is fair so Kira, uh, like Kira was probably, I, I, as a player, I probably would have been owing to the possibility of something happening there. But if, but Kira yeah. and, and Kira's character might have gone with it. But it was uh, all well, for most of the campaign. Uh, even I, as a, char- a player, but certainly the character was focused on uh, focused on uh, the goals regarding uh, her patron. Okay. Yeah, I think fair. I think there was diff- there was actually there may have been a couple of times where I actually intentionally did something that was uh, I think you a- probably a- ambiguous. And, 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 but again, those 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 were diff- those were very much putting like making it, there's a, the character was not doing that. The character right. was just oblivious and accidentally doing these things. Yeah. Even if I think a couple of times I as the player intentionally was like this will make people laugh because I have framed yeah. this in a certain way. Yep. <laughs> Just, but that's more in jokes of everybody has made this joke about this ship, and I am, I am giving them something. The, the rest of the party something to oh, uh, yeah. to laugh about, not trying to imply that there was actually that was something there. But and and yeah, same as same as Egrog. I think if 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 it's something had happened that that was brought up, I would probably have run with it, and I think. Yeah, open, certainly open to that suggestion, and probably, and I think probably would have been interested in that, but I, okay. it, it just it didn't come up. I guess poss- possibly just because both my it sounds like both myself and Zagrog just aren't didn't yeah. don't quite play like that. I think, mm, or, 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 at least, or at least in, in this context, didn't so because it came up regarding the uh, Sul Kiratesh encounter and uh, the interaction yes. with Al- Al- Alex. I had thought of actually doing a slightly longer bit with that. I'm uh, 
now quoting myself directly from what I, I, I talked with Jeremy. You could learn so much, not just or of the arcane, but how to bring House Kenneth back together. And I don't yeah. mean putting you in charge, just letting you nudge the House members to cooperate. And like tempting mm-hmm. Alex to oh, let uh, let Sulkatesh go and... Not, not like I wasn't asking her to give her so- sell her soul or anything. Just cooperate. It can be that, fine. That would have been, been interesting. That's because that that is rel- that is relatively tempting. I think. Yeah. Probably yeah. still no. And but I, be, I would figure Kira would know Alex well enough to make just that kind kind of offer. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, so that is the thing, right? Is because regardless of like, not again, not as a in terms of a romantic or sexual interest in in Kira, but definitely like like Alex is definitely well. One, she's just very trusting. She's been she was very a very trusting person <laughs> through the whole thing, anyway. But like, she likes Kira just as a person, yeah. right? Like, she like, we vaguely knew each other, and mm-hmm. she was relatively she's relatively quick to like people. So that, that part, what? But yeah, in mostly fact, just to like. Alex. If she's going to hang out with somebody in the party, it was probably going to be Kira. It just wasn't, like I said, anything more than that that I was yeah. playing, at least. Okay. Alex um, also picked up on a specific detail in the somewhere in the middle 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 part of the campaign where Kira had found uh, the... Uh, what's it called? The magic item, the rod. Yes. Uh, rod of the Pact Keeper. This specific rod had engraved upon it the name Sul Katesh. Yep. And Kira was uh, oh. co- attempting to conceal it. And uh, as I can't remember the specific specifically what happened, but talked to Alex about it and uh, briefly described that it is best not for a- any of you to know what's on it. And Alex just went, "All right, that's fine." Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but so, like in, in both both in a naive way, but also yeah. in just like a relative like respectful yeah. way of you've got your secrets, and I'm Alex actively like, knew there was a secret on the rod that Kira was hiding. You, you yeah. had a lot of secrets, and she wasn't going to try to. Yes, yeah. Go ahead. Now I'm just curious if there was a romantic relationship between the two of them, how different that final encounter would have ended up. Ooh. Yeah, that would have been interesting. It would have been a very different encounter, I like, think. Like, like I said, that that the, what the bit that you said that you didn't put in, I I that would have been tempting, and I think some. It, it I was thinking about the ship during that last thing. There wasn't any reason for me to act any different, but I was like, this, right, yeah, this definitely could have been more dramatic. <laughs> See, and that sort of thing is why, like, particularly in 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 games where where conflict might be a little bit more of a thing, World of Darkness games in particular, um, that's why I really like uh, uh, relationships coming up, because they make things messy when you come to a crossroads. <laughs> like, because, yeah, if that had been, if I feel like if they'd been together, then that would have been a much more there would have been a very different level of stakes because i mean there mm-hmm. there was the world ending stakes and there were personal stakes there yeah i think it's more changed for uh alex's side of things because yes. uh, kira is only a par- part of sul katesh and sul katesh is perfectly willing to utterly murder alex oh yeah no absolutely <laughs> but he's also aware that uh it- 
uh, Alex could be tempted, and in particular, if the if the ship became real, then Sulkatesh would have more actively tugged on that. Yeah, I mean, like uh, like Alex's desire to do the things that she's was trying to do is how this whole how does anything happened anyway? It's like <laughs> I am going to go turn yeah. that machine on and not yeah. look particularly closely at how that yeah. happened. How that <laughs> yeah. Work. So this one, I don't think, I don't know if it was ever actually explained in character other than they grew up together. So, 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 uh, and I don't know if it was even discussed like uh, between like as a group out of character, but uh, the other question Kat had was, what was the reason that Seth and Edwin decided to portray themselves as twin? Um, I think it was discussed a fair bit out of character, and I think Seth and Edwin had very different motivation going in. So, uh, just checking that John is there and has yeah, not no, needed to walk away no, for I'm, children. I'm here, yeah. Um, I mean... I, I I never really I never really at least on my end I don't think I ever really isolated that in like mm-hmm. writing it was simply a thing that Aaron and I had talked about yeah. uh, outside of outside of the game and outside of character building and I don't remember if we if we isolated a reason mm-hmm. other than that we grew up together and we're the same roughly sure. the same age. So from what I recall and some of the stuff I say about Seth here absolutely might not be accurate, um, but. Seth, especially that early on, was conceived and and was a very protective character and in some ways a character who was um, a, a bit on the moral side. Yeah. And Seth had his dragon mark, which was the secret, and which neither of the characters knew a ton about what that was starting out. So exactly how that related to house magic and all those things was a big question so i think there was some thought that by being twins they diffuse that suspicion a bit and edwin wanted family bonds because family bonds make it a lot harder to look like oh you were that person in that other place relating to edwin's backstory Mm -hmm. um no, I'm this person's twin. We've always been together is a great alibi. Yeah, and and Seth, yeah, Seth was very uh, Seth had up because because Seth was very physically gifted uh, as the explanation behind my mm. ridiculous stats. Um he always positioned himself at least in my mind as the protector of the orphans. Yeah. Like he's the he's the muscle of the orphans and the 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 one that like you don't mess with you don't mess with us because I will break your arm. Kind of. Person. And Edwin was really scared of everything at that point. Yeah. So being yep. be, which is being being the being the slightly noodly twin brother of the of the brick shit house was beneficial. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and it also it also it also ended up being a really nice little mirror because where where Seth was really great physically, Edwin was much better mentally. At least mm-hmm. at least in on the charisma and wisdom aspects of it, mm-hmm. if, even though we both had the same intelligence score. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, 
Edwin was much more, let's for lack of probably the more accurate way to say it is paranoid, but is was much more politically savvy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so you have this really nice you you have this really nice uh, sort of. Edwin thought too much about the long-term consequences. Seth thought not at all about them. And exactly. while the two of them were alone doing robberies, that was great. Yeah. yeah. Once they once they get caught up in world world traversing conspiracies, <laughs> once there were actual <laughs> conspiracies, it became a problem. Yeah. Um. Those are what cat hat. Um. So. This is. A, I actually have a question for uh, for uh, Navarin and Anti because hey, you were the two that changed character, um, which I totally get, and it makes sense because I had not done a lot to work those characters in, um, and and. and uh, I think it. I uh, I think that that, that Ram and. and Tanari uh, did end up feeding the storyline a lot, uh, probably a lot better than 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 uh, Valen and Branma would have. But I'm my question is when you guy when, when you both um, uh, decide what was what made you pick the characters that you chose because at that point you know at the start of a campaign especially at the start of a campaign with somebody that 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 that's that is running a game that you've never really seen run one you just sort of make characters that you don't necessarily know where the storyline is going at that point um and you don't know you know the dm style and that sort of thing so what what was it about those characters that that or how they came about the the new ones or the old ones? The new one. Anti? Um, so I don't know if you remember this, Jeremy, but just beforehand I was asking sort of what the terrain was like in, like, Aranel. Mm-hmm. Because I, at that time, I had the image of basically exactly what Tanari ended up being, but based out of a swamp, hence okay. the giant frog. Right. So it's like, okay, who? what's this person that lives in a swamp, will not speak common, but Has knows players. it? Yeah. What is, what is their, <laughs> what's their deal? And, it, and I, I think I only went through a couple of minor tweaks to get it to the person that we all know and apparently love. <laughs> yes. Tolerate. That is accurate. But I, the only major change I had from that image, besides being in a swamp, was the weapon. Is I always anticipate, like, I pictured Tenari with a bow. Mm-hmm. And even on some of, some of my early art that I did, she has a bow. But everything else... Like the hair, the bells, just the whole deal was from the get-go. Nice. So for me, um, a lot of the impetus for making a new character was um, when we'd first talked about playing an everyone game, I was like, oh, okay, this is... I want to play 
you know this kind of character let's see if and and everyone was described to me as a sort of investigative kind of like noir world thing with steampunk elements magitech stuff so i was like oh cool i'll make a character um who you know who can interact with the criminal elements and and like you know find people and and you know that sort of is a tracker and a like a like a hunter of men type of thing turned out that was none of what we were actually doing uh and the fact yeah, that we didn't speak yep, before yep, the bad. game about the characters apart from the three people who were making characters that were like grouped um meant that at least you know i think i don't know if you'll agree with me on this anti but it felt like we sort of split the early group that you know into the two halves which yep. was the the uh, the urchins and the rest of us and then Alex crossed the line with the relationship with Kira stuff. Well, relationship. Um, yeah. And, and we didn't really have a way to bridge that gap. Yeah. And then that sort of ended up getting a little bit more isolating because then they all got closer together and we're just still on the outside going further yep. away. Yep. And that's, I mean, that, that was definitely a my bad thing because... You know, I had stuff built, and obviously, I had taken elements of everybody's backstories as, as as I had them, and built them into the into the whole processing. And there were definitely things that were going to come about, and it was just where I focused first. And it was whether it was intentional or or not, things definitely the the party definitely latched onto that stuff and went that way which made it harder for me to bring in you know the fact that like Branma's Branma knew this big huge secret thing that would potentially bring another house's interests in because house Gunderak obviously at this point no was 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 uh, working with had, had accepted a contract from Merrick's to they were they knew fully about the the creation for and regarding it um and with um uh, uh with Valen I was br- I, I was going to be bringing in a lot of Valen was going to be where a lot of the um well, first of all, there was there was House Therani because there's a, there's the um, yeah the Elmari stuff was cool. Uh, there's the yeah there's the Elven Dragonmark House thing and and that but Elmari didn't come into the picture until fairly and then you guys very quickly left Charm. Yeah. Um, and Elmari's and influence influence and ability to interact with you guys waned severely. Um, and, and there, there are a couple other things. There is going to be some, some stuff about, uh, the Emerald Claw that was going to factor into, into, to, to Valen's thing, mm. uh, because of the bounty hunting aspect of well, it. Well, on that, on that note, but, I have yeah. a question for you before yeah. I answer the second part of the question, which is the people way back when who we met on the lightning rail. Mm-hmm. Were they like evil Power Ranger versions of us, as we all thought? Like, what was it? was there a plan for them? Were they were they, they like, were, a one-off thing? To be honest, that was <laughs> frankly a I I wanted to run because I think it is a classic scene in fantasy adventure 
western kind of any kind of like genre action thing is a fight on a goddamn train cool <laughs> like that is that is a, that is a classic sort of sort of thing and there's so much interesting things that come into play with that environmentally and I can, some I can of it did that. come into play with, with with Seth getting knocked off the goddamn train. Yeah. Um, so I one time had a character uh, in the Stars Without Number game who was an old AI who had basically gained their understanding of the universe through reading pulp novels. So mm-hmm. when we got onto a train, the first thing my character did was go up on the roof and be like, right, where's the fight? Right. Yeah. So that was the whole, yeah, the sort of the, that was sort of the whole point of that scene. And then the characters, there was a little bit of it. It was a, okay, you guys aren't just going to be fighting like, you know, random monsters I pull out of a book. These are, these are humanoid characters. They're going to have class levels. They're going to have, so what's going to be a good challenge for everybody? And there was a little bit of mirroring took place there. Because you guys very much put together sort of the sort of the the classic strengths and weaknesses party. There was a healer. There was a arranged character. There was the spellcasters. There was the the um, the the melee the the tanky kind of character. So the only way to counter that, if you have all the classic strengths, is to have characters who have all the classic strengths. Nice. Um, party versus an adventuring party. Yep. Basically, they were an evil adventuring party who who were who just w- were pulling a train heist, and they were unlucky to pull a train heist on the heist that had you fucker. <laughs> um, so, okay. n- next one shot. I mean, <laughs> uh... I, I was actually I was really upset in uh, after fashion that. There was a chasing down and killing off of the remaining because I really wanted to bring them back at some point. Yeah, that was a shame. That was a shame. Um, and That's I could do the, okay, they got resurrected, but specifically resurrection magic is a little bit wonky in Eberron. And there, it would be really stretching to say, yeah, for no reason whatsoever, this group of, this group of, 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 ban- of, high-level skilled bandits got raised from the dead. Somebody spent that much fucking money to bring them back from the dead. Like... Oops. But yeah, that was sort of the point of that. Cool. Well, so in that case, um, to answer the second part of the question as to why I made RAM... Yeah. Um, I basically... <laughs> When I when I started playing everyone and I got to know the world, I was like, oh, oh, there are these things called Warforged. Oh, they're really fucking cool. Yep. Um, and I started thinking about it, and I was like, right, well, I want to make a Warforged. Um, and you know, uh, Vale and Bram are kind of on the way way out anyway. So what do I want to do with a Warforged? And I'm thinking, right, well, what's the most interesting part of the Warforged to me? Uh, it's probably like. You know their whole sort of inbuilt subservience thing. Right. Like that's the most dramatically interesting part of them. Um, and when I rolled stats, I was like, oh, okay, I got a super low stat here, so let's put that in intelligence. And then I'm a, a real, real, you know, <laughs> well-meaning but not very bright warforged. Yep. 
um and i thought you know i'll, I'll try barbarian they you know they seem like fun um turns out i actually really don't like barbarians they're <laughs> they're not that interesting to me um but they are um, i mean there's a reason that it's the one class i've never played well yeah i thought I, I i was trying to figure out what made sense for a warforge to be and i was like right well i want to play a paladin but i don't think i can justify um like a, a character who's like part of the silver flame or whatever just putting that in the group because they'll try and you know you know they'll make, <laughs> make they'll try and kill edwin they'll try and kill kira they'll probably try and kill seth just because that's how seth is um i mean we almost had a silver flame member in the party at least twice that i can think of it yeah yeah times, and every time that came up i was thinking oh shit please don't so i so i don't have to make kira kill you <laughs> yeah um so so i ended up not going for what i wanted to play which was the paladin uh right. i went for the barbarian um and I, I sort of didn't develop much of ram beyond he's done some awful things during the war because a he didn't realize and b you know he was told to right um and i was kind of hoping we could work some of that into you know meeting people that he might have come across before but you know stuff falls by the wayside in campaigns i get that it's fine yeah um but i gave him the 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 background trait of the pirate thing to sort of you know so he could accidentally use that when it came up but it just didn't come up that is really, um, that is really funny because that's also the background that i gave my warforge that i built yeah he yeah. also had the pirate yeah, um, I I feel bad for a lot of where 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 Ram and 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 and, and Valen Bram as well went because there was a lot of I know there was a lot of times and a lot of times it was just combat that did that just happened to work that way. Um, a particular campaign ending battle in particular. Yeah, well. Um, we I actually thought about and could have made a lot easier because I had commander's strike. So I could have used that when people weren't paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, but like, that's... you know, that's, it's all hindsight 2020 and stuff. But I think... yeah, like there was, there was, you know, in terms of, of, of backstage stuff that quote unquote backstage, like things. And I think this is, it's partially because I, le- I I always try to 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 let the 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 group as a whole direct where the storyline is going, and Ram was a little bit more of a passive character. But like, ideally, I wanted to get you guys to the Creation Forge point so he could get reconfigured before the campaign ended, <laughs> <laughs> so you could play, you know, and and things like I definitely could have pushed some of that a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it wouldn't... So, that's that's sort of been kind of the theme of Ram as a character. Like, I wouldn't have minded, actually, I thought about this the other day, I wouldn't have minded as much about the final battle if it hadn't have reminded me as strongly as the episode, uh, the episode where Ram was introduced, where I just sat there for, like, yeah, two, three exactly. hours waiting so to that's play. Like, that, is, that, that, that was unfortunately sort of a running <laughs> theme for Ram. And yeah. I was always looking for ways to... <laughs> sort of shake that up and then the one ability that i put it that that i put into soul katesh that my three plate that my three balance checkers and i i'm not saying that i was i put it there 
um, didn't notice as a potential problem. Uh, I mean, we, okay, so... we talked about after the thing. It yeah. it was perfectly balanced from a power level point of view. It just wasn't a fun ability. Yeah. So I I would like after this episode your playtester's name so I know who not to send Christmas cards to. <laughs> no, no, yeah. they were, you know what? They... Slack, actually. Yes, yes, you actually can. But yeah. I will say for them. They did provide me some good input. Like, like I, I'm really grateful that they did so because I am, as somebody who designs, I can I can design a combat encounter with multiple you know NPCs and like and feel pretty confident about that. Uh, I feel like I'm okay at making NPCs and 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 monsters, but when it comes to in terms of like ability sets that are interesting and things like that, but when it comes to challenge rating that is somewhere where i am extremely uncomfortable with i mean with how good i am to be fair to you as a like there's it's it's very it's it's just hard to do that generally like that's a is. very difficult thing to do it is and i i tr- with with designing Solkatesh, i took there is a there is a version of Solkatesh that is out there is very good for extremely high level parties it's created by a guy named anthony turco it's available on dm's guild as part of the and i will plug his stuff all day fucking long because he was creating fifth edition Ebron stuff as as um uh 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 you you know free Free wayfinder's guide before the yeah Yes. Um, before it was, before it was, ooh, before D and D, or Wizards of the Coast, was, and a lot of his stuff got used in the campaign, uh, uh, which was our one shot that we that that we did. I think he did. I, he was involved in it in some way. Anyways, um, I just realized I didn't answer the first part of that question. Level thirty creature, <laughs> who is, in my opinion really powerful for a level for a challenge rating 30 thing i think like i feel like soul would stomp the terrace mm-hmm. um yeah. but that's also because you're trying to set something that really probably should not be static mm. um yeah. mm-hmm. because yeah. an uh, a, a an overlord is a world ending threat so yeah. Overlord is just shy of being a god, and even that's debatable. Yeah, we are, it is the we closest are veering... thing that Ebron has to a god-type entity uh, that's terrestrial. We are veering off a bit. Um, do you want to come yeah, back sorry. and answer sorry. The anyways, that question? Anyways, yeah, so... Um, uh, 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 yeah, go ahead, sorry. I'm... Uh... Yeah, so with Branma, I just want to put this out there. If anyone's listening to this... Make your characters have character <laughs> because, like, I mean, yeah, she didn't get a lot of focus to build on anything that we've already discussed, but guys- she also, she didn't have a lot to build off, which is on me entirely. She was, I mean, she was basically, I, I got inspired by a manga called Delicious in Dungeon, which I highly recommend to anyone. And it's about surviving in a dungeon by eating the monsters within, as you do. 
And that was a lot of her character and she didn't have a lot to go back on. So it feels like even if she had a bit of spotlight, it wouldn't have done much. I kind of feel the opposite way with Valen and Ram because I, I had a whole like set out idea of what I wanted Valen to to be and to to do mm-hmm. and how he, how you know act and and what his personality was and everything. Whereas with Ram, I kind of just looked at the the bare bones of of what I had as a character and went, well, you know, let's see how what people react to and what pe- I can play off um, and what works and i'll kind of build him on the fly and i, Ram's I think rogue level was such a fun thing right like yeah like I, he was he sort of ended up being a party made character because people reacted to certain things in certain ways and i played off of that and he ended yeah. up being a, a kind of more well-rounded character for it yep um I think whereas that... valen I, I wanted to be a certain way and that just didn't mesh with how the game was going well as, as you said with valen like you sort of assumed the campaign was going to be one thing and it turned out to be a different thing and it wasn't, like... Both... Yeah, I just mean in terms of personality. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, like, I also... Ram was, Ram was both a character that, as you said, built off other people's reactions, but also uh, was created once, like, the other characters had sort of... We'd, right. we'd been going for a while, so you sort of already... You also had some experience with like what everybody else was up to you know how the campaign was going and things like that so mm. I, I've, got yeah, a, I, I, I've got a question by the way okay well let, let Andy answer yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry I just wanted to also add I've also never played a fighter before which seems weird because that apparently is one of the most popular choices to play <laughs> it is and apparently I, I also made the mistake of picking champion as my archetype which yes. I mean yeah. It's fine, but it's There's very not a lot to do. Yeah, for you. champion is the absolute dullest I fighter. I love champions. You D and D class. You'll, you'll not set just John fighter off. class, but <laughs> you'll set John off. <laughs> so, so champion on top of no character and no time to develop character was a great mix. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. So the- yeah, I have a question for Jeremy. Shoot. What was the thing that happened that drastically changed the way the plot would go? Because something you read something at some point not too long okay, ago. Okay, yes. That suddenly you were going off on it makes sense now and I can tie everything together and have a All right, satisfying so ending. I I'm going to try to keep this somewhat short because as you may have noticed I ramble. And, and 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 that's sort of expansive, but so to to give you a mindset of where I started from, well, a, a couple things came into play of where I started. The main thing, the 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 superficial part was, I want to start. I want to do a Nebron campaign. I have a lot of ideas, but I don't like the I don't like openings of campaigns. I I they, they're getting everybody together and all the it's always so contrived and it's so I was like oh there's this adventure in the back of the third of the Abraham third edition book I can play off that and then go off on my own direction anyways um but the main thing the thing that I 
one of the things I love about Eberron that 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 is really interesting to me is the concept of draconic rock. And that it's not the standard version of prophecy. Prophecy in most things is this is a thing that is destined to be. And it's really hard to make work in a role-playing game. Because if you're writing something that simple, you just uh, you just come up with some esoteric poetry sounding thing that doesn't make a lot of sense except for in retrospect and then you write your way to that when you are the person running the game but you have all of the characters who the prophecy would rely on you can't plan what they're going to do so prophecy is a pain in the ass or if those characters will still be part of the game by or the if time characters it will still be part of the game which was something that I that 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 it worked out fine but so the way prophecy works in Eberron is it's not a this is going to happen. It is basically the, how I sort of boil down draconic prophecy is to um, it's it's sort of a, a, a warning from whoever, whoever you want to say it is, but a warning or a heads up almost of if X and Y happen – Z is going to happen. And if you want to make if you want to make Z happen, do X and Y. Unfortunately, X and Y make no sense because it's all written in typical prophecy weirdness. Um so so it's a way that you know, it's not something that is determinative, it's something that is um <coughs> almost a warning or a goal-making thing. So I knew I wanted to play with that. And then when John said, and this is out of two fifth edition Eberron games I, campaigns I've played, neither of which have anybody who know each other. <laughs> this is the second one where somebody asked me, proactively, hey, could I play a character with the mark of death? <laughs> Which is not a question you get often. But so immediately I'm like, yes, because that's awesome. But also immediately that gives me ready to work in villain. <laughs> Randis Vol, the blood of Vol, etc. I also had Kira who was a warlock of Sol Katesh. Mm -hmm. That was another villain. And so I knew I wanted to, I knew it wanted that, that it was going to involve both in some capacity, but I didn't really have a way to tie all of that together. Um, and then I read um, uh, Keith Baker. Does uh, does does uh, um, uh, columns on his on on his website where he does Q and A stuff and pe when people ask questions he answers and says you know this is my opinion I am not Dungeons and I am not Wizards of the Coast I work with them but this is not canon but these are these are my thoughts on how it would be and there was something and I don't remember the specific question but it was something about Blood of All and Arandis Full and all that and ultimately it came uh, the, there was something in there about 
the idea of Orandis Vol becoming the Raven Queen somehow. I again, I don't remember the specific wording. If it was actually Orandis that happening to her, or just mentioning the two of them as very similar beings, or what I feel like it was the former. Anyways, that oddly enough wrapped everything together for me because immediately it was okay Aranis Vol becoming the room I can see how that would work that would have to be something that was prophecy that sort of fits Seth's thing with the with with the mark of death in a little bit because the mark of death is going to play into how Aranis of uh, ultimately comes about um what her her eventual fate is and prophecy I was also at the time I was reading a lot of his stuff um, and listening to a lot of his stuff because he also does this, a great podcast with with a couple other people talking about Eberron stuff uh, called called Manifesto. Um, and he, I, I was reading, I was specifically reading stuff about Overlords at that point, and overlords and 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 how to break them out and things about draconic prophecy and those two prophecy things clicked to me and the idea and this changed a little bit from how it ultimately played out because i had to because of character life <laughs> but the ultimate goal behind it was arandis's ascendancy to whatever she was going to eventually be could go one of the one of three different ways and it was going to play out very differently the the final combat was going to play out very differently depending on what they were one if she had met prophecy condition one um which would be her being restored to life the way that would have happened would have involved seth dying then she becomes she gets restored to normal life and becomes this all-powerful... Her her dragon mark activates. And she becomes this all-powerful being who could end all life on Earth. What Aranel and Argenison were worried about could actually happen. Condition number two could come out... Was, it's actually two and three. Could come about one of two ways. Either... Her phylactery gets destroyed somehow, or uh, um, she she takes possession. Uh, the, the creation forge comes into play. Uh, that would make her the Ebron version of the Raven Queen, and at that point, she essentially displaces the Keeper as the God of Death. Um. So that gave me the creation for as a possibility. Um, and then I started thinking about the creation forge and 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 how that worked. and that was something that at the time Ram was Ram Ram and Alex were very dedicated toward. So that wrapped in Ram and Alex's story and Seth. And then creation forge prophecy Arandis, hey, those sound like conditions that would be very rare and strange to happen, and I could see ways that could end up freeing Sol and suddenly I had all three storylines wrapped into one. And 
it played out a little differently than I thought, but that was, that was essentially the moment that it kind of all came together for me as to what the end, end goal was. Gonna, yeah, that's been bugging me ever since you talked about it in Slack. It's just like, I, <laughs> suddenly everything makes sense. I've been wondering, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. Some idea of what that meant because there, there have always been struggles about how to involve Kira in the story. Yes, <clears throat> like there was. If, so, getting Kira involved, Kira was an interesting problem for me because Kira was a character who is ultimately an ally of the group and a, and a protagonist within the group, but also had a very dark goal. Mm. So it was kind of a villain too, and I was trying to figure out how to work that that Salkatesh stuff in because if anybody else in the group found out about it I, the rest of the group couldn't necessarily help in an open way mm -hmm. also yeah there were seriously several points in the campaign where I was actively plotting murder against at least one party member if not oh second. yeah so that's a question I have. Was there anybody at any point? Was there anybody who at no point Kara thought about killing from the? Uh, actually, yeah. There's probably uh, no. Well, I could mention several. Like, it, for all of them, it was mostly Edwin, mm -hmm. and that came up came through actually pretty well uh, well on recordings too. But uh, uh, let me think. Let's see. Like, was there uh, anybody who was never in danger of being killed? Specifically targeted and killed. I would say I had pl at the uh, closing close to the end of the campaign. I was actually considering like uh, Seth would be the one to go because Seth was active actively opposing Kira. Yep, uh, basically. And yep. uh, Killa was actually actually Killa for a while seemed like tr trustworthy. I'm not. I I hadn't gone around to or or what? Why would I? Uh, would I have to do on Kela? Also, also knowing Kela was uh, physically weak, I knew I would could defeat Kela in combat. So I didn't have to make much battle plans towards Kela because mm -hmm. I knew there were there. I didn't have to go to great lengths to kill Kela. How yeah. to deal forty damage as a yeah. high level damage casting? <laughs> yeah. So really quick, my really quick aside. So when I put when I when I put in the whole and. When I put in the narrative device for Solkatesh of power word kill, which was always intended to take the Raven Queen out of the fight, I put it in fully expecting ah. that the first thing you were going to do was use it on Kella. Oh, no, no, that, that, because that would have been a waste. Kella could die much easier. <laughs> also, but Kella is also yeah. somebody who clearly has came across in in the game. But like, legitimately, I had sixty hit points at at the level we reached. Yeah, so. yeah. So, I, so actually, uh, Kira saw um, Kella got hit by a finger of death and survived. Uh, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, but that was because Kella got Kella yeah. used the That was my fucking spell though. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, but like but what I'm saying is that uh Kira would have been able to in intuit that if they used the finger of death on Kella, it would have, you know, effectively not worked because Oh no, work this wasn't finger of death. This was power word kill. Oh, is that is that I different? I don't think yeah, that's it's a little different. Power word kill. Yeah. If you when you cast, it's a ninth level spell. When you cast, <laughs> if the subject has a hundred hit points or less, 
And not not maximum hit points. Current hit points are right. maximum, I suppose. Oh, they just die. Okay, yeah. right. I guess. So no saving yeah. throws. No no sense for it to go to Kella, who definitely yeah. had low hit points. Yeah. But I also do other important thing. Not just because Kella hasn't gotten a lot of hit points. Also, I know that Kella's arson, magical arsenal is. Uh, at the time, I knew my had my NPC sheet. Oh. I'm because I'm playing the, as this divine being. I'm immune to a lot of things, and a lot of those immunities are uh, particularly relevant to Kella. Yeah. Uh, Kella is, uh, is Kella as a, as a character is not well attuned to that combat. As such, I could I considered yep. I could ignore Kella and let incidental damage such as fireballs and stuff. That's uh, fair. No, that's fair. Whittle down Kella. Yeah, and if, if and if Kella is still alive. Well, I hadn't thought of Force Cage, which was, which was actually a very dangerous spell. Yep. <laughs> uh, I I had because I hadn't considered that that part. Uh, that I consider that Killa is not a threat in that ba- battle. That's fair. No, that that that. And there are actually characters whose ca- uh, hit point and totals I'm gonna have trouble whittling down, and it's important. And it would be important to use uh, use power word kill to sweep up a hundred hit points at once. Then then yeah, no, that's also that's I actively fair. knew Never... that Alex had dangerous spells uh, such as. Uh, prismatic wall. Yeah, which yeah. would prismatic think... wall would I don't know what I do if prismatic wall resolves. I see. I never used prismatic so... wall against you because I assumed you had no. Kira's powers and Kira had Div- Dimension Door, which just makes prismatic yeah. wall pointless. Yeah, yep. that's fair. If you believe I can Dimension Door, yes. <laughs> um, on a related note, sorry, a uh, really quick, Aaron had something. Yeah. I, it, if that is sort of answered, I had a different question. In any campaign, especially one that runs for 50, 70 some episodes, there are things the GM plots out or has that don't happen. Were there any specific like combat encounters that you that we somehow avoided or whatever? Completely avoided? Kind of oh, to... God. Um... Was there anything that stands out as like, oh, I wanted to talk about this or this was a thing that I thought would have been fun? Oh, tons, but um, this is, I mean, I think the clearest, most clear-cut example of that was Marland? Fuck that. (laughs) Hey, I wanted to go. (laughs) I mean, I got you guys to the Marland eventually by doing a two-shot, but um, like, I thought it would be really interesting to see this group go to the Marland because I I love that area. I think it's a great like there's a there's potential for a lot of great body horror characters or monsters and and it it's really challenging and thematically it's beautiful but it makes absolute sense why people would be like I don't absolutely 100% have to go there there is another option yeah I'm going with the other option yeah that's exactly cool. the thing um let's see there was that there was I mean there were Yes, there was one other thing. There was one other story thread that I had thrown out. I mean, there's 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 a bunch more, but this is the only one that comes to mind current. That I had thrown out that you guys had weighed and 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 there just wasn't I think enough time for it or 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 something else took precedence. But going to Dreadhold. The prison. Yeah. Yes. We we, we never um 
I never got back any information about who was there. No. <laughs> and so I never brought it up again. <laughs> no, because it would have been really difficult for, I mean, I wanted to, A, I wanted to leave that mysterious. Yeah. Um, and B, narratively, it would be hard to get that information out. Just that there's somebody who's really very relevant there. Should you want to, because that's the other great, that's the other great, um, uh, uh, adventure trope that, that I think would be, is a lot of fun is breaking into a prison. Hmm. And that would have been really interesting. Now, the are person who was asked who was there at this point. Yes, yes, yeah. you are. Who was there? the person who was there? Was a somebody who uh, basically had a lot of the answers about Seth's parentage, you don't um, and who Seth was, and where the sword came. You would have gotten a lot of information suggesting that that sword would have been would have been very useful. Um, and and to go into backstory on to to explain what he knew, um, obviously, uh, and I've got it written down somewhere, but I don't remember, because um, I don't remember which one, which which of the two was the elf and which of the two was not. Uh, my dad. But huh? My dad was the elf. Yes. Um. Was was obviously part of part of the Vol lineage. Um, specifically was part was, was a, a, uh, not direct descent, not, not direct fa like immediate family member, but somebody who was, who was secreted off the Island, uh, 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 with Arandis and was part of a group that, um, essentially was uh, essentially a sort of a intended to be a protectorate for Arandis that that her her uh, Minara and and the the Emerald Claw had set up, um, but then Arandis was a lich, and you know they had problems with that, so they said fuck this shit and they went their own way, and so. They had obviously the sword, um, which was the sword that had that had struck down Minara, um, and and so they were somebody that Arandis had been searching for for some time. Not only because they are blood and might have the mark, but because they were in possession of something that could be potentially very dangerous to her. And so you would have gotten a lot of that information. Um, whenever you, whenever you talk to that person. So follow up, could I have used the sword to destroy her phylactery? Yes. Would I have had to use the wish or could I just like hit it yes. with the sword? Okay. You would have had to use the wish, um, uh, to destroy the phylactery, which if that had happened, the whole Raven Queen thing would have gone very differently. I imagine. <laughs> because destroying the phylactery leaves Arandis floating freeform. And she would have needed a she would have needed a body. 
and she would go to her nearest direct uh, her nearest not physically nearest the nearest blood relative to her which was not you okay it would have been my cousin <laughs> it would have been alara and alara <laughs> would have been possessed by arandis and become the raven queen that way i'm glad i didn't do that because that did cross my mind <laughs> yes <laughs> So I want to just double back quickly to yep. Kira plotting everyone's murder. Yes. Okay, I, I might have had a few words about it, but go ahead and ask. Um, so maybe I'm just being a little bit selfish here, but out of 10 for both before and after, how does Tanari rank with the truth serum incident? <laughs> like, uh... a, a, as a threat. Hmm question uh like the truth isn't fact the matter was there's also a i think there's a meta game component because i didn't want to mess up the story by murdering tanari right there and then and this was something we discussed before the thing happened because it might because yeah i didn't <laughs> One yeah, as I said, I didn't want to mess things up by by uh, by starting that kind of thing at this point. I'm not like, I get and Anti might have been fine with having uh, having a character character killed, but uh, the aftermath could be really troublesome from uh, for for me playing Kira. <laughs> it could have gotten bloody real goddamn. Yeah, so um, I I had decided that no, this is not like. Kira's going to let uh, Tanari get off easy. I did consider, consider, uh, I did consider what, why is Tanari doing this? And, uh, 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 but one of the questions I made with con con uh, contact other plane was if uh, Tanari still has more truth serum. And considering the time schedule, I knew that uh, we are fast approaching an endpoint. Uh, uh, it was. For me, for Kira, convincing enough that Tanari didn't have more of those to just drop in and consider, like, yeah, Tanari might still be after that information, but uh, probably doesn't have time to set up anything that's actually an actual threat. Mm -hmm. Before that, though, yeah, Tanari, like Tanari, registered at, at some level. If I had your know, number, probably it might not be very high. I mean, so that's fair. maybe a four or five range, if not a little less. Uh, but yeah, the fact that uh, Tanari clearly had uh, some dealings with Edwin, that that's a major part of why Tanari was suspicious in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> so I like I like to think that it's just like, wow, that's the best you can do. You're <laughs> useless. You're nothing to me. <laughs> uh, going back to who Kira had thought of killing, it's actually yes. not that long a list. Tanari had, had, was somehow on that list, uh, but other than that, it was Edwin and Seth. Not really. Ram pretty much never, and Alex pretty much never. I'm not considering the time uh, spent as uh, Sula Kira Tesh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that everybody that's everybody dies at that point. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. I can see that. Um, but I did, I guess I should mention, a lot of the early planning for, uh, for murder came up with me, uh, what meant for me as a player meant that 
how am I going to kill these 100 hit point dudes without making, making a huge ruckus? That's so much work. And like, they, like trying to kill Edwin, they have Dimension Door. Like, they're going to get away. And a ton of healing. <laughs> and and yeah. a ton of healing, yep. Yeah. So, like, hard. so what? What? What I end up with, but I didn't actually. So I avoided having to kill Edwin. But uh, in the later part of the campaign, and it actually came up on on the series. But I specifically bought two bags of holding, with the intention to weaponize them. I could etherealness my way to where they are sleeping, leave a, one of the bags of holding on their person, and then move to a safe distance and mage, mage hand drop the other bag of holding. Voila! Ten feet, everything within 10 feet of that, those bags gets sucked into the astral plane. No save. <laughs> <laughs> Need solution to a player character. Yep. <laughs> So I mean that's that's just fifth edition not having a rule for like seeing someone's throat they sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this is good. I have a question for also it kind of fits for Kira to do it that way. Um, for everybody in turn, and this is a this is turning around the question that 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 was posed to me. What was something? Something that, assuming there is something, and let's face it, this ran for 70-some weeks. Um, I'm sure there's something. What was something, just in general, that you either intended to have happen and didn't happen, or... or um, thought was... Something that, based on the way that that that, that you 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 plan to do something, it changed drastically. That surprised. And you know, we'll start at the top of the Discord list and just make our way down. So, Ampy. Ah, oh, damn it. Um, no, um. Besides, besides, I didn't think I was going to change care. I didn't think I was going to go switch characters. Sorry, could you can you restate the question again? Yeah, sure something that you expected, something that that, that you imagined was going to go some way, or that you would plan to do something, and that it changed for some reason or another. Okay, like some so, something something that didn't work out necessarily the way that you planned. Not necessarily in a god damn it that didn't work. Like some of it might very well be a good good reason. I like something that turned out much better. I, can, I, I have. But I can. If you want to let it have a chance to gather, I have a thought. No, I, I've got it. I've actually got one for both parts of that. Okay. So, something that I intended to happen that basically didn't end up happening, which I don't know if this is maybe something for an epilogue thing anyway. Uh, but Tanari dying. Because yeah. No, yeah. We talked about that a couple of times. Like. Being one of the undying became one of her goals. Yep. Towards the end there. And then something that happened that I didn't expect that changed how I played was Edwin taking the journal and actually being like halfway cool about it. Mm-hmm. Because that kickstarted the entire relationship, basically. It's like, oh, maybe I've 
got this all wrong. I mean, I'm going to say, uh, we'll get to that because that's going to be the last. So, yeah, oh no, absolutely. Um, Don, do you want to go? Yeah, I've got, else got, time to think. I've got I've got two things that happened. Seth didn't do a lot of like scheming or anything. I didn't have a whole lot of like exterior plans because Seth was very much a what you see is what you get kind of character. Right. Um but I did have uh uh the the one thing because Seth because Seth is very much a what you see is what you get kind of character, he didn't get along with everyone all the time. Right. He's very brusque and very stupid and whatever. So I I figured um, when he just said, you know what? The, everyone else in this party has all manner of schemes and plans that they're mm-hmm. dealing with. I don't, and I just don't want any more of it. I've got a thing I want to do. So I'm just going to go do that. Uh, so while everyone was arguing about what to do next at one point, he just left uh we were in our we were in our i think um yeah so, uh, yeah. uh yep he's like i've got enough money to get me to storm home so i can get this sword fixed because that's important to me and my family so i'm just gonna go and the intention that i had had there was that i have like four characters in the background that fit into eberron that i've already figured out completely and and would probably fit in better with this party because their personality is drastically different from Seth's. And so if they just don't feel like putting up with Seth and just let him go, Seth goes off and does his own thing and dies horribly somewhere else and I can swap out a different character or whatever. Uh, I was genuinely surprised when everybody was like, fuck, we need to go get Seth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, um, not everybody because we ended up having a split party like i mean yeah did, but but it, but the split party was less not wanting to go get seth and more we also have another thing we need to do yeah it was a little bit yeah it, it wasn't half of us don't care and half of us do it was we have another thing to do half of us should go do that um and so that that was a that was a point at which seth could have just left Mm-hmm. True. I think away. part of that is down to the the fact that um, you know when Andy and I changed characters, we we we, we discussed it first. We were like, right, we want to you know we're, we're looking to change yeah. characters. We want we're going to set it up like this. Um, we're going to well, retire I, our ones in these ways. Well, and, 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 and let's I, keep on. I had, I had done that on... just so that it could be organic. Um, the second thing was at the very end. Uh, I had I I had a plan to use that wish. If, if if depending on how the party reacted to yeah um, and I, ta- and I, I I I already passed it through Jeremy prior I laughed because yes he told me uh, and I was like because okay was, that's a thing because it was a thing Jeremy needed to know about if the party had decided to descend into squabbling madness as we have done at almost every fucking step of the way um i was going to step around a corner and use the wish to send everyone else except for me and arandis to differing corners of the globe <laughs> <laughs> Now it must be said. And and go to Arandis and be like, all right, they don't know what the fuck they want except for their own petty whatevers. You're the only one that's ever been honest with me. Not that she had, but that's how he saw it because Seth's an idiot. What do you want? 
and probably would have ended up with Seth dying and and Arandis getting coming back to life. But well, no, because so when it, when John mentioned this to me, I was like that. I, okay, fair enough. There is a I I will say in advance there is a there is somebody who might have the capability to stop. And the reason that I said that was because I knew one thing was absolutely for sure going to happen. And that was going to be that the 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 creation fort thing was going to happen so that so that Ram could get reconfigured and everything would happen. And the one person who could stop it would be the nascent god. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to make it a sure thing. I was actually going to make it a rule. Because that's such a what the fuck moment, but it would also be such a great way to end the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> you teleport everybody to the ends of the world. Now it's just you and the Raven Queen and Sol Katesh. You guys lose. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, and and I that I wasn't there for the episode that I had planned on doing that for. Yes. Um, yeah. If that if if it had descended into madness, and so I don't actually yes. know if it did descend into mm-hmm. madness, but. But yeah. So yeah. Fair enough. Um, Aaron. Um. So I guess we're doing two things, which is fine. Uh. The. The one that I expected to go a certain way, um, very, very early on in the campaign, um, Edwin, this never came out. Edwin was the one who set fire to that underground library thing because his secrets were there and he did not want anyone to know. And everyone just sort of assumed, I I was kind of like, is this, I was kind of expecting at some point a random city guard guy to come by and be like, hey, we're investigating an arson. <laughs> or something like that. It never happened. It never I came up again. I tried to justify it, but there was no way no, anybody yeah, would have known. There was, there was very good reasons I it never really came up. I really wanted to but, bring that back in. Because it, it was, was such hilarious. a great Because Jeremy, I believe, was the only person that knew um, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah, and I think I almost actually killed us with that fire a little bit. Like, I mean, you did put them in threat, but it just happened to work out. The way that it had just happened to work out was that um, uh, 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 Garrick or the 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 changeling priest in that temple had just turned invisible Garrow? and ran out, huh? <laughs> Garrow? Was that someone else? Garrow, Garrow, that's it. Yeah. Um, had just turned invisible and ran away. And I yeah. think you had already set the fire at that point. I had already set the fire at that point yeah. because I'd set it when my um Yes. Doppelganger was almost gone. Yes. Um so <laughs> he ran out and you guys just assumed it was Garrow. Mm-hmm. Garrow had nothing to do. Garrow, yep. by the way, died a horrible screaming death because how drastically he failed the 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 Emerald Claw. Um, and the bigger one was when Edwin was leaving the campaign. I was expecting there to be a little bit more of a conversation, a little more honest, explicit. This is why Edwin was leaving, which is why he invited Seth. 
And then Seth brought the entire party, so he just had a passive-aggressive tea party at the party. <laughs> um, whereas his plan and my plan was to be really clear about the gaslighting, about oh, sort of what was creating issues for Edwin, because Edwin, for all that he is a liar and a trickster, tended to be a pretty emotionally upfront character. He liked mm -hmm. Chidari. He said it very clearly after they stopped trying to murder each other. Right. Um, and stuff like that tended to be things that he approached in a very, I guess, adult, it's easier to just say this way in terms of relationships. Um, but that never actually happened. Yep. <laughs> No, they, everybody came along and dudes. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Corvus. Um. So I'm still having trouble thinking of some. There's, I mean, the. I think the. Uh, the Alex didn't have a lot of like precon preconceptions, or I didn't about what was going on, what was supposed to be happening. I was right. just taking it as it was. Um, there was some stuff where I was like, it would be cool if I could like upgrade Arthur over the course of the uh, of the campaign or something like that. Mm -hmm. That I I was not like I didn't do, but as much as I needed to propose that to you outside of the game and and be like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I could do this? And I never got around to doing or uh, whatever. Well, he, you know, he stuck around till almost right at the end, so that's we cool. We lasted a good long while. But oh, yeah, like, now, for the mo now you have the opportunity to upgrade him. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I, and I'm and I'm sure, and I'm sure she will in in, uh, in the future. Uh, but yeah, I don't think like like Alex's thing right from the start was I want to make the world better with magic and stuff, and then more especially when uh, uh, more especially around related to the Warforged, and then especially that became very clear after once she met Ram. Mm -hmm. um, but it never really sort of, uh, but like that was just, I'm going to do that and continue to work towards that for the most part, you know, distractions aside for the length of the campaign. And I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know that much about Eberron. I didn't get like, too deep into the lore of it, so I don't yeah. know what I was really super expecting, to be honest. So no worries. It's uh, not something I considered so much. Cool. Uh, Zagrak. Okay, two things. Uh, one is at the end of the near the end of the campaign. Uh, I have been really concerned. For, like first thing, uh, like okay, of course there was the confusion with this game of pieces, but uh, more importantly, when I was. Uh, after the fight with Merix has ended, because that was a break and then the next episode started, for me, that was like, the fight ending was not the end of the action for Kira. No, 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 not at all. I had right. expected to have to fight, uh, fighting, uh, to evade, evade party attention from what what Kira is doing. Like, I had considered, do I cast invisibility? <laughs> but that might that might be more suspicious. Also, oh, thank oh, thank goodness, those uh, there's Seth and Tanari are on the other side of the creation force, so they won't see what Kira's doing. Maybe. Okay, cool. Oh, oh, oh. There's also this Kelazar who has this incredible perception ability. The, uh, Kela might suspect things like all this paranoia and 
uh, okay, in my view, initiative should probably continue because I need time to advance in a in a orderly way for me to have so so that maybe Seth will be distracted while I'm doing things instead of Seth finishing their thing and coming back to watch Kira. It was actually really kind of convenient. It might have made a difference that John wasn't playing that session. Yeah, because <laughs> that might have changed things. Fair but instead, enough. it was just okay. You gather up the things and you put them in place, and I'm like, wow, this was way easier than I expected. Well, and that's because uh, I, that was because you had help. Yeah, that yeah, that's fair. That partially, <laughs> I mean, that was part of yeah. why. Because the thing was, I knew nobody. I, I I knew at that point there were a lot of people in the party who didn't trust Kira. Mm-hmm. Second, nobody thing, didn't uh, trust Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody knew Aaron was a Rakshasa. (laughs) So so it was a lot easier to have him pick up the pieces. Mm. Yeah. Just seemingly hand them off to Kira like here. You know Mm. you know arcane stuff. (laughs) You know you do this. Don't think about the fact that I'm the person who should know all this stuff. Um Yeah. Yeah. So yep. The second part, uh, which was most most of a, uh, which was uh, even lar- larger. Well, that was it. A happy surprise, but even more of a happy surprise was the Arcanix uh, visit because uh, I had prepared. Okay, okay, we're going to Arcanix, and there's this, uh, there's this labyrinth w- within which is uh, is the prison of Sulkatash. I've got to investigate this, and I've picked this invocation uh, that lets me see through walls. Okay, this yep. is gonna be cool. And okay, how do I get there? This place is kind of amazing itself. Okay, I'm going to seduce this random random uh, student a student because I got persuasion and stuff and deception and stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, and they'll lead me lead me there, and I'm then and I'm gonna gonna use my uh, uh, ghost vision to map out this maze, and so in the future I know what it's gonna be like. And oh. I just end up in this dark corridor and my patron directly speaks to me. I'm like, what? I'm so, 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 so happy. So happy. Oh my God. <laughs> yep, that's where she was imprisoned under for the record. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. And Navarin. Um, so mostly just, uh, we kept talking about it out of game. Um, but we never actually got down to having like a full conversation about uh, the Alex and Ram oh, yeah. dynamic. Oh god, damn that. it! And then I now I'm to... pissed at that, that, that. Oh man, yeah. I tried. You I did try. did, but you did yeah, you did. But like, I think that was like that was also delayed by the delaying Ram getting reconfigured because the conversation yeah. before that would have been very one sided. Well, yes and no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, now now I'm pissed because I really wanted that, that, that. I mean, I'm sure they have that conversation now at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that would have that, that. That would have been worth the screen time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for real. Cool. All right, so I have, uh, just to sort of end it off, um, um, feel free to say everything you did. I'm joking, but um, just throughout the campaign, what 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 was the 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 one thing that was just sort of your favorite moment or your favorite 
experience or favorite thing about Eberron in in general or whatever. Uh start we'll 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 go in reverse order, so Nazar. Um well not hundred percent sure how we're taking this. Um my favorite thing actually was was just getting to play um a Warforged in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, that's a super interesting, you know, dynamic to me. Um, they like, I didn't realize how much I liked Warforge until we got into this. Oh, they're so good. Um, turns out, you know, most games that exist <clears throat> don't have anything like them. I think the closest you can. No, 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 no other setting has anything really like their, their, their own, their very, their own thing. Um, and I think my actual sort of favorite thing to do was, was to just, just ask the dumb questions that a Warforge would ask if they weren't that bright or experienced with the world. That you mean what I, what moments. I, what I referred to in my head as the moment that I was waiting for every episode because <laughs> I knew I was about to fall what out of my... What are babies? <laughs> yeah, etc. Oh, et right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, going in the reverse order that I did, that would make it Zegra. Uh, I'm not sure what was memorable, but one thing that comes to mind, at some point I re- realized cause that I was playing actually an actual zealot, a kind of very religious character because mm-hmm. of how oh, tied to her pain Kira, Kira was. And uh, and that was... Uh, and to, for so, to something, I, I kind of got into that mentality to some degree myself. Like, I was very much focused on Kira's goals. And yeah, that was a detriment in in some ways because... And it was... Uh, another player more on the character side that it meant that I couldn't open up about things and I couldn't uh, uh, and that basically really reduced the interaction Kira could have had with other characters right. so it, that, that was a downside and created challenges for Jeremy to do things that would in, like uh, involve Kira it did on the contra side when those things did happen. It made me really happy. Like I just uh, mentioned an example. So, uh, yeah, it was in. I uh, I'm not sure I would have gotten into uh, like is this wasn't a very typical kind of uh, character for me to play, but I got really into it. Cool, uh, Corvus. Um, I. God, two years of stuff. It makes it very difficult to... Um, I know, I know. Pick the really, one moment or... Literally two years. I, yeah, I checked. Like, that first one went up first of February, February 1st. 2017. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, a highlight is definitely Ram. Ram's questions were definitely, I oh. think, every, yes. every session. They were a lot of fun, and... Me having to often, often me having to explain the things was was fun. In, well, in you were the trend. smart one, so <laughs> yeah, smart, that's your own yeah. fault. Um, <laughs> damn it! I just I remembered a thing and now I've forgotten it again. I'm trying to remember it. There was things like um, I I cast grease on the stairs and those guys fell down into a trap. That was funny. Yes. Um, God damn it! There was something I had, and I was like, "Oh, good! I've, I'll remember." I just want to say the RAM thing first, and now I've forgotten. <laughs> Let's see if I can remember. Oh, um, 
No shit. I've no. I've I've forgotten okay. it. We, if uh, you remember, by the time we get we we get done, we can come back. I'm going to step in really quick, and I'm going to name mine so nobody can steal it. Because <laughs> as as people who, 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 who with a lot of our games, we do like post game debriefs. And there's always a favorite thing you did and say the thing someone else did. And when it comes to somebody else, somebody always steals mine. So I'm going to jump in right now because it's my goddamn game. And I'm going to say my single favorite moment of this entire campaign. There, And granted, like, there's a lot of stuff. So, you know, I could just even just in general say pretty much everything you guys did. But the one moment if I had to pick would be... Tanari waiting until Edwin fell asleep <laughs> on the boat. Tying oh, Edwin up. Wow. That whole thing. Because I'm going to be honest, I had no idea what was about to happen, and it terrified and thrilled me. That whole that life really... gone so many ways. Oh, that I was so good. Cherisha, that was part of that. That was really yes. Good. Yeah, that okay. was oh, yeah. such a that, and that was like that was one of those really not in a narrative sense, but like in I I feel like to me that was a point where the campaign changed in a, almost an indefinable degree. Like I can't put on any particular thing that 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 result that came out of it that that changed. Obviously, narrative things that came out of it, but like I can't think of any one particular thing where like this is where you know this is why uh, this is what changed from it. But it feel it really felt like a like a a a, a real uh, 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 lover point for for the campaign. I thought of the ah. thing that I was trying to remember. There we go. And the uh, it, it turns out it's actually I, while I was trying to think of that, I thought of something else. The thing that I was trying to remember was the time that I tried to impress Edwin by uh, casting disguise self on myself, talking to the changeling in the changeling bar, and not realizing this for many episodes, and then not realizing <laughs> that that's what I was doing for many episodes more. That was really funny. And the other one was um, me bullshitting about Tiny Servant to the uh, leader of the oh. guards. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Watches, our, watches the wizard talks his way into prison. Yep. Yes. Was that the same episode with the illusion deck? No, yes, that was yes. the next episode. Oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's, why, that's episode. absolutely the same one. Such a good episode. Like, you guys... You guys ruined some God, poor that, police yeah. officer in Sturmo. That was that was a hundred percent my favorite, but the best moment I had because it's something that I want to do more often is just improvising and like yeah. like I'm I, I, I find myself uh, unconsciously like tying myself back to the rules. I don't want to push it too far and like break your game, whatever. Like I didn't actually have Tiny Servant at that time. And when I was in there, I cast it a few times, just like badly and it's like that's not a thing that you can do in fifth edition i didn't have those sp that spell, no, or those spell slots, it, but it didn't matter because it was way funnier to do it that way yeah. and you were clearly cool with it so just yeah. ran with it and it was great yep absolutely uh 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 aaron um 
favorite thing from the campaign. Well, so I am rarely the player who has the group inventory, the group treasury, the group, the the plot, whatever. Okay. So it was really fun to play the character who was actually keeping track of all of the factions and things we needed to do and where different things were headed and what different people wanted. He wasn't very good at communicating it, but it was really interesting to play the role in the party that was being like, oh no, Elmari wants this thing. Remember, that's what we're doing for Elmari. The person who has the bulletin board with the string going 17 different places. Yeah, and, yeah but, uh, but that combined with the sort of adventurer inventory element that's pretty common to most games. Where it's like, no, I have the side quests. Yep. Um, <laughs> Here I thought you were going to say uh, uh, having control of the inventory and, and, and skimming money out of it. Uh, oh, um, I didn't actually skim money out of the inventory. I, I thought you did once or no expressed interest in. I'm the one that had the inventory <laughs> mm-hmm. and was skimming yeah. money out John, of it. John, that's right, John was the one who skimmed John the money. John was skimming off kept, inventory. I um, kept putting the thief in charge of the inventory. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's weird, it right? Because you had the bag of holding. If I had needed something, I could have just said, I'm the party cleric and also your brother. Can I have extra? Yep. But no, uh, that was that was fun. Um, that's right, that was. So cool. Uh John. Uh, I apologize. I apologize first off for the sounds that you might hear in the background. My son is playing with his octopus. Um, but, uh, my abs- so, Seth is stupid. Has been the entire game. Uh, so the only- the only puzzles he ever really solved were combat puzzles. So, my favorite thing to do with Seth throughout the entire campaign was approaching combat in weird and interesting ways. I.e., grappling somebody with my whip and jumping off a bridge. Or, (laughs) trying to shove somebody off of a moving train. Or, you know, like, chasing somebody down across rooftops. Like, uh, uh, taking, playing with the way I engaged with combat as a fighter uh, was absolutely my most, my favorite thing throughout the entire campaign. Constantly finding different ways to handle things. And I didn't always have the opportunity to do that because we we weren't always in areas where I could do that. But... There are so many opportunity to do that was was really fun. There are only so many strange, unique, unusual environments you can fight in. But I love <laughs> I, I just I, I love using the environment yeah. to fight in odd ways with the thing that was a, that was a great that was a great uh, 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 moment to immediately set sort of the mood of the campaign too. Mm-hmm. Was the Actually, two things from, I think, the first two episodes was, um, A, Seth doing the whip thing with the Warforge, and B, Seth drowning someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did that, too. I drowned a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Which was a big point of, like, oh, yeah, no. The protagonists in a world like Ebron are... Like I said before, Game of Thrones level protagonists, where they're really more just 
less we easy. did a horrible job of torturing some poor guys oh yeah oh my too. god <laughs> that was fun so forgot about that empty so uh, my creativity is weird i like i get a lot of big moments but no through thread to them it is something i'm very hard trying to work on but it it is not easy it is my greatest disappointment that Australian internet is so bad that I could not be in the voice chat when Tanari and Edwin committed their relationship, let's say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where she snuck into the room and tied him up again and yep. in- instead of slitting his throat or anything like that, stripping off and kissing him. <laughs> I... Wish, wish I could have seen the faces of everyone there. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was that 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 was a great moment. I because um, I don't remember. I think I was the only person who knew what was coming at that point. Yes, probably. You know, I, you're so absolutely well, unless one of the other. I certainly didn't I know. I think all I said so to speak. Jeremy was, "Hey, we're going to. There's going to be a scene that's going to take a bit of time." Yes. That was all I knew. All right. Well, I I think that's gonna be it. We talked a lot. Um. Uh. So that's where we're gonna go ahead and end it. Thank you for listening. I this campaign has been a lot of fun. Um. Uh. I I always. There were definitely times that I felt like, oh, crap, this is all falling apart. But I think, and it's not that common that I say this, because I tend to be very, 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 very critical about my, about my games. And there are, certain, it, there are certainly things I wish I could have ended better. But this is, the overall ending is one that I'm actually fairly happy with. And that's, that's thanks to, thanks to everybody in this, in this. Chat. Um, well, thank you for running it because we all enjoy playing it immensely. I'm yeah. glad. There are times. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. There are times that I'm like, oh shit, I'm screwing all of this up, and like, N- Navarin hasn't had to been able to say anything for like three sessions, <laughs> and <laughs> Auntie hasn't said anything, and I'm not sure if that's just because it's Auntie or because I haven't given I haven't given them a chance to, and 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 so so yeah. But I, I'm definitely glad you guys. We appreciate the work you put in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, and that's where we will. That's where we will end Eberron at last. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello. Goodbye. Every time. <laughs>